Welcome to the new chemist. Regard your listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on the new chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Rissel Vinci. Thanks for joining me today. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Rissel is an experienced and motivated research engineer with a demonstrated history of working on environmental waste and chemicals projects, engaging government and industry stakeholders, and developing and managing programs, and empowering youth. She has achieved excellence in many areas, graduating with a bachelor's degree in environmental engineering and engaging in graduate studies at Columbia University in development practice. Please welcome the cell. Thank you, the cell, for joining me today. It is good to have you here. Good to be here. Yes. So, what have been some of your long-standing interests in the field of science? Um, so I think since I was born, <laughs> I was really into science. My dad is an engineer, um, and my brother is also older, but has also always had an interest in math and science. And so it kind of was built into me from an early age to like math, to like science. Um, and I was always just really good with numbers and really interested in the things that are around me, everything and how they connect um, and figuring out how that connects and how that, how each system could be used to help each other system. Okay, that's good, that's good. So given all your responsibilities and accomplishments, how do you maintain a balanced life? How are you maintaining a balanced life? So honestly, it has been a struggle, especially with coming back home. So I studied in Atlanta for four years and then I worked there for one year, but then I came back to Trinidad and I've been here for the past three years. Um, but then just keeping up with keeping up with people when I was away was a bit difficult. And so coming back here and having to focus on work and focus on trying to get into my master's program, it has kind of taken away some of my social life balance. However, as you get older, you start to realize um, where it's important to focus your energies. And so, whereas I mean, I have been communicating with people as much, I was still building relationships. So relationships with the people I worked with, um, getting stronger relationship with my parents, some um, with my boyfriend, with my brother, um, and using that as kind of a foundation to make sure that I didn't get overwhelmed with work um, or overwhelmed just like having to do my other chores and responsibilities and so forth. And I think for everyone balance is different. And so that worked for me. But I know for other people who need a bit more of that social aspect in life, you know, they would have to figure out, okay, so set aside these, these time for the things that matter. Um, if I need to go out and see my friends, do that um, and work on what you, what you prioritize and what works for you. Yeah, that's good. So now with that same idea of priorities, how do you maintain a view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general? Is it some worldview, some perspective, some guiding philosophy? How do you maintain view of the bigger picture, especially when you face challenges and obstacles like many people are facing now during this pandemic of COVID-19? So for me, the one thing that I've been sitting up was that I want to make a difference. And just looking around me, like looking at the news and social media and everything, you see so many injustices. And 
it's constantly there. And so it kind of keeps me focused on what my bigger picture is, which is to make a difference. Um, and then everything I've done so far is kind of like putting me in a position where I can have an influence, hopefully, on helping to create injustices, whether small or big. Um, and just knowing that that is my goal, knowing that that is where I want to end up has been really key and keeping me focused, keeping me with a direction. Um, and I think that day in itself is looking at the bigger picture because how my brain works is that I see the bigger picture. Sometimes it's a bit smaller to break down um, tasks and activities into just smaller accomplishments, um, which is a whole other thing that has to be worked on. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just that bigger picture of how everything is connected, how it's connected to me, how it's connected to other things and trying to incorporate that into my decisions, into, into my, my future, into my goals. Yeah, that's true. So in terms of your major at Georgia Tech, why did you choose environmental engineering? Honestly, it just, it, initially I wanted to go into chemical engineering, um, following in the footsteps of my father. But how the Trinidad system works is that for the upper level um, studies before going into college, I would have had to do physics, which I loved up until electromagnetism. Um, and so that kind of made me have to restructure my whole life. Um, which gave me a couple months of anxiety. But then going on a school visit for my brother, I saw a school magazine and a tomb that I'd never heard before, environmental engineering. And I was mm -hmm. like, huh, this sounds interesting. I won't have to do electromagnetism. So light, so came up in, in college. Um, but I looked into it and then I realized that it kind of did a better job of connecting with where I saw myself than the chemical engineering would have because it incorporated um, engineering and science and the environment and it looked at shaping systems in order to benefit the environment whether it be water systems whether it be um, in civil engineering and urban planning and and, and it just looked at that connectedness um, and presented opportunities to give solutions to that um, and so I think it was rather fortuitous I think I am a strong believer that everything happens for a reason um, and I think that was definitely one of those moments. Um, I'm not doing environmental engineering for now, <laughs> but I think that that engineering perspective really, really did a good job of teaching me how to think, teaching me how to yeah. understand, me how to, to, to like think and ideate new um, solutions to problems. Um, and I think that is really helpful on the development aspect, the sustainable development, because we need new policies. The world needs new policies, but to create the new policies, you need evidence and the evidence is science and data collection and interpretation of that science and, and, and data in order to create solutions. And I think that environmental engineering undergraduate degree set me up perfectly to do that. To do that. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, I completely agree because, you know, I, I believe engineering and science degrees, I'm not trying to bias this in terms of it being a preference of other degrees, but I can speak from my perspective having a science degree. Um, it does provide you a framework to think about problems and to start to ideate and formulate solutions or at least approach a solution. Yeah, or get on the trajectory towards um, achieving a solution. Yeah. So along the lines of adapting and solution-oriented thinking and creativity, how have you been creative in the field of science? What what ideas jump out to you um, in terms of your work thus far, in terms of chemical waste management or 
environmental engineering? What 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 ways have you been adaptive or creative? So I'm still in that place of trying to figure out what my big idea is. Okay, <laughs> so that's fine. I fully answer that question, but um, but I think ideation and creation and 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 thinking of new things is a process. Um, and so I'm still in the learning phase, still trying to understand how the world works and still trying to see where there are gaps and there are gaps in everything. Um, so hope, ask me in a, in a few years and hopefully I'll be able to have a better answer. <laughs> that's good and that's a very honest answer to appreciate. So um, along the lines of you finding a right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually, um, you, you mentioned how your environmental engineering degree set you up perfectly for what you're doing, up now, doing now as well as you are at a very good school where where graduate studies are concerned, Columbia University. So how did you seek or find those environments? How did you get in those environments or matriculate into those environments? So Columbia is a, is a top-notch school. Um, and I think they have a very unique program that mm -hmm. it actually started in Columbia and, and now it's, it's, it's expanding on a global level. So I'm doing a master's in public administration in development practice. Um, and MPAs are common, they've been around for a bit, but the in-development practice part is the important part of it because it, it was developed off of a recognition that development is, is one thing in a, in a theoretical and conceptual sense. However, the actual application of that, of that theory and of those policies and stuff is, is something that is needed in the world. And so it was founded in Colombia um, not too long ago, I don't remember the exact, um, age but now it's in several schools not just in the US but throughout the world and it's an expanding program um, and so that's one of the big things that drew me to that program the fact that it was unique and that it was practice oriented and because I think that that day was, works perfectly with my engineering background um, yeah. the application um, and so as far as how I see that as being uh, like conducive to, to my growth it's um, in my third week of the program um, so still, kind of, and especially since I'm doing it remotely because COVID, um, I'm still trying to figure that out. However, it's been an eye-opening almost three weeks so far, just with the, the readings that I've been assigned with my classes and then discussions with my extremely diverse group of classmates. Um, I think it has the potential to kind of help me to figure out my life, which I'm still trying to do. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's very good. So um, given your environment, how do you maintain vision and teamwork in your environment? Even remotely, how are you maintaining vision and teamwork? Vision of your goals and your aspirations and teamwork in terms of your work environment. So I, I like people. I, re I like people. I like working in teams. Um, that was especially something I realized in my last job where I worked, um, which was the, a regional organization here in the Caribbean. Um, and realizing, you know, when I was working with um, a team on a project, I was a lot happier than when I was kind of working more or less solo. Um, so I envision teamwork to be very strong for me, um, as in how I like see myself in life. But in this specific environment, I was that was I was very nervous about it. Actually, I was nervous at having to start this program remotely. Um, mm -hmm and not without having the chance to build that connection with my peers. Um, and Zoom fatigue is real, <laughs> but yeah. it has 
like the program directors have done a really good job from the orientation um, where we got a whole week to get to know each other um, and break out into breakout groups and kind of have these small group discussions. Um, and even self for the classes, the professors all incorporate small group discussions, group projects and teamwork into their classes. And I think that that day has been a really good way to just share experiences. Because once again, it's a really diverse group of people um, and from countries that I know nothing about. Um, and sharing those ideas, it, it helps. You can't do everything in a silo, so. Yeah, I completely agree. Teamwork is important and it allows for synergy and creativity and bouncing ideas off each other. It, it just, I think it provides impetus for like personal growth, and social development, a lot of things. Teamwork is important. Yeah. So, um, I'd say by many standards of measurement, you were, if you would just reflect, reflect on some of your past achievements, you were the president of the Caribbean Student Association at George Institute of Technology. You graduated with an environmental engineering degree. You're currently at Columbia. You worked as a research engineer. So in many ways, you have been successful in achieving what you set your mind to. So how or what would you attribute to your success thus far? What, what um, would you say is our basis for your success or one of the bases? First of all, success, I guess, is relative. I know it appears so on the outside, but there's still a lot that, that I would have liked to have accomplished, but haven't had the chance to yet. Yes. Um, and so, like, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm still aiming towards that, the impact. I'm young, <laughs> getting old every day, but I'm, I'm still young. <laughs> um, but I think for me, though, with the, with the um, perceived success I've had so far, I think a big part of it for me was my family. Um, yes. just having that stable foundation. And I know I was very privileged to grow up in a home with two parents um, and with a mom who stopped working to take care of my brother and I at a certain age. Um, and they've been from day one very on both of us about you know the importance of education, um, the importance of like trying to be happy, the importance of um, you know, having a direction, wanting to make impact, but also like not limiting your scope. Because um, I think that's been a really big thing for me since I was born. My parents are like, don't just limit your, your, what you know to Trinidad. It's a very small country. Um, and, but it, on the global scheme, it's, 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 if we're lucky, we're a dot on the map. If we're lucky, sometimes we're not even there. Um, and so they, they grew us up with the, to know that there is more out there. Um, and that it's not that in more out there means that, they, that we are less than. We in Trinidad have so many beautiful aspects of our society and our culture and how we do things that can be shared. Um, and so to, to, to not be selfish about taking from outside, but also understand that we can give. We as Trinidad can give to the outside world. Um, so I think everything I have done is because of that really strong foundation that I have. And I think even now with the difficulties of COVID, um, but also with coming back home and everything, um, my boyfriend has been a huge help with that, a huge source of strength. Um, and I think that that has been really good because it's also pushed me. And I think having good people around you, whether it be your partner, whether it be your parents, whether it be your friends, I think is, is a really good metric for success. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's important. Relationships are very important. And relationships that you build and maintain, especially those that are socially um, important to you, um, as well as 
um, academically important, whatever spell they may be in, um, they, are, they have significance and they play a large role in your success. I completely agree with that. So in terms of advice, those wanting to pursue the field you're currently studying and working in, I think a lot of us, when we think of development, especially from the Caribbean, we know that our countries are developing and we recognize that we can play a role in the development. And so what advice would you give to someone who's interested in engaging in that or trying to pursue the field just currently studying it? What advice would you give to them? So I think, um, first of all, okay, so the world tells us that development is solely economic. Um, I think even with the sustainable development goals, even though they, they kind of expand that idea of development to be a little bit more than, more than it's being eco, um, economic centric, it still kind of has that, that, that focus on finances, money, um, income. And I think one should understand that yes, because that's how the system works, there is some value to that, but also understand that development isn't just about the money. Um, it's about cultural representation. It's about um, giving people the chance to have a, a good livelihood. And that's not just with getting enough money to buy things, but it's also a matter of just community building, um, ensuring that your neighbor is also fine, um, ensuring that your community, your country is doing well. Um, it's understanding that we are in a system that is working as it should to, to make it difficult and realizing that there are some barriers that need to be pushed down. Um, there are some mentalities that need to be broken. There are some things that just maybe need to be scrapped and it's going to be difficult. Like if you're coming into this with the idea of changing the world, understand that that is going to be difficult and prepare yourself. And the way that you could prepare yourself is first of all, understanding how the system works understand which parts of the system that you are okay with and where you see could be changed um, and kind of commit to that change and be brave about it. But understanding that it is okay to not want to change the world. Like, and I think that that is something that a lot of people grapple with and that they won't go into development because of, because they're thinking, I have to really have this, this deep desire to want to change the world. And not everyone is going to have that, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go into development because we're not gonna change the world overnight. You're gonna change the world in small acts. And if you just wanna come into development to develop your, your home, that's fine. If you wanna develop a community, that's fine. It's all contributing to the greater good. Um, mm -hmm. So don't discount it just because of that. But the world right now is in a place that is not sustainable. It is not good for mental health. It's not good for individual perception and community perception. Um, and a lot needs to change and it's a difficult task. Um, and sometimes I get a little um, down about it and, and cynical and, um, but maintain that positivity because I mean, at the end of the day, we're beautiful. Humans are beautiful. The earth is beautiful. Everything is beautiful in the way that it's connected. And that's something to be positive about. And so, so yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what advice I would give to, anyone trying to come into this field and I and I recommend that people come into this field it's needed yes I completely agree with you um and it's interesting that you said that you know 
I think many times when we encounter challenging circumstances, especially people who are practitioners or who are training to be practitioners, when you become aware of all of the challenges uh, associated with the discipline that you're studying, it, it can be somewhat discouraging. And I think it's important to put those challenges in perspective, in context, and to understand that, you know, there's so many ways you can look at this. You can look at this from the perspective of, yes, there may be challenges, but we as humans, we have shown throughout history that we can be resilient, whether it be within our subgroups or as a human race in total or in general, we have the capacity to be resilient. And I think that is something that stands out and I think that's something that we can keep in mind. As well as when you encounter, when there are challenges within your sub-discipline, you know, you can think about those who have gone before you, who may or may not look like you, but they have gone before you and they have been successful in spite or despite of those challenges. Yeah. So I think those things, I think in the process of, I think the process of encountering challenges can be discouraging, but, and we acknowledge that, we, we name it and we acknowledge it, that it can be discouraging. Yes. And we engage with it, but we don't stay there. We yes. move forward and we seek to improve, whether it be in some small granularity, yeah. We seek to improve it in our small way, maintaining our authentic selves yeah. and seeking to change our environment one day at a time, one decision yeah. at a time. I think that's important, very important. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So what is some of the most beneficial advice that you have received? As growing up in Trinidad, you know, um, what's some of the beneficial advice that you have received? If you had to like name a few uh, list of you. What's some, what's some? I think one and actually it was said just the other day actually um, which is something that I grapple with is passion is good but in order to communicate what you have to say effectively sometimes you might have to kind of limit the emotional response um, just because of how other people react may react to emotional responses um, and so to find that balance, because yes, emotion is important. I personally think there's a lot of areas in society where people have been told so much to like not get emotional about it that they've taken out the, the ability for empathy. Um, mm. But at the same time, if you get if you get like too emotional, too angry about something, you could you could lose things um, with regard to communication and there's there's that peak there's that peak of, of of a response and so I think for me that was important to have just because sometimes something can get me really 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 like angry really passionate and upset about something and I may be a bit quick to respond without thinking it through um and I think for me like that 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 hit home because it, it, it helped me to realize that passion, that, that pattern, sorry. Um, and then also too, I think the same thing that you just said and what I alluded to before, don't get, don't get discouraged. Like don't, don't let something take you down so far that you can't pull yourself back out of it. I mean, you need your time to have that internal response, um, but then always try to pick yourself back up and go at it again. Um, and I know people always say, you know, try, try, try again. And it's something that kind of seems very cliched, but I think it is 
it is important. It is important not to give up um, and to just keep working on things, to be persistent. And, but it, yeah, so I think with those two things to me, I would also like to just pass on as well. Yeah, that's good. I completely agree with that again, in that you must be consistent and it's a challenge for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what discipline you work in. Some people are better at it than others, but yeah. it's a challenge, especially when you're just starting out in the field and it's important to persevere. Um, because I, I think we also could remember that, you know, the world has been here before we came. Yet people have been successful and they have made a difference. Yeah. There are lots of, lots of historical figures that we can look at and see the difference that they have made. So yes, um, thank you. Sorry. Actually, this is also one more thing that I, I could add um, that I know a lot of persons, especially um, persons of color um, and women experience a lot. Um, yes. Imposter syndrome yeah. is not, is, it's, it's something that I, I know a lot of people grapple with. Uh, myself included. Um, there's mm. not a day that goes by that I think like, how, how did I get into Colombia? Like they must have made a mistake. Um, mm. And I think just no matter where you are, you're there for a reason and you belong there. And so yeah. it's, I know it's easier said than done. It's easier said than that I, I belong here, but like internally you might, you might have these struggles with that. Um, mm. But just, if anyone out there is listening to remember that you belong where you are and so don't 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 as much as you can help it don't spend time worrying about that you don't belong just do your best um push through and as long as you know that you've done your best and you know that you belong there i think that will help a lot um so yeah yeah and that's something i'm glad you brought that up so you know i think that's a very important point, you know, the sense of belonging and understanding that, you know, yes, I may have differences. Yes, I may have challenges. That does not take away from the fact that I belong in this place. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for me belonging here. You know, you can think of the analogy of plants in water. Mm -hmm. There are certain plants that actually grow well in water. Yeah. As well as a seed in the soil. Yes, you know, if you think of, a barren land, a land that doesn't have any plants yet. You know, before a farm is placed on the land, especially I could speak in reference to Freeport Grand Bahama, before you place a plot, uh, before you set up a fertile piece of land, you have to break up the ground, you have to till the soil, you have to put down fertilizer, yeah. but, and you have to put down seeds in order for you to see the plants grow. So it's a process, you know, mm -hmm. yes, it may not, the environment may not be the way you want it to be, but you know, it can change. Nothing is really fixed in stone. There's still a possibility of changing it. And also um, just because it looks challenging at first doesn't mean that it's not where you belong. Mm -hmm. You never know, some, some may say that challenge may be there for you to complement to changing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, so, I like that a lot, yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway, LaSalle, thank you so much for joining me today. It was good to have you on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change. 
as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research, and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I. Thank you.